Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. If you want to check out my website, go to Tuttle.net. Yeah, that is Tuttle.net. I couldn't afford the Tuttle.com one because somebody thought it would be a great idea because I'm the only uh, Tuttle that I know. I've Googled my name. Everybody out there has Googled their God-given name or their pseudo name that the first radio show you ever worked on gave you the name of Tuttle, which I love it. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I know why Tuttle.com was so goddamn expensive because it is of me. So I went with Tuttle.net. That is the website. Everything involving my life, my radio career, my personal life can be found at Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my video content, guys, I have been doing a daily live stream on my YouTube channel. Uh, so make sure you go to Tuttle TV, uh, TuttleTV.com, and you that'll take you directly Directly to my YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe while you're there. Hit the little bell button so you're alerted anytime I go live or I upload any new content. Please do that and help me out, guys, because I'm not on the radio anymore right now, and I need your help to help me spread the word of my podcast, the content that I'm putting out on YouTube and my podcast formats such as Spotify, iHeartRadio, and iTunes. You can also find my podcast on uh, Podomatic. Uh, the address is Tuttle. That's Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E dot Podomatic, P O D O Matic.com. So check it out. That's four ways you can catch out my show. A lot of other people have been uh, suggesting other platforms that I could be going on. I, I want to dive uh, diversify. So please, if you have any other ways that you are normally used to uh, listening to a podcast, let me know and I'll start uploading it there as well. Um, but back to what I was saying, please go to my YouTube channel. I'm I'm streaming every single day on top of the podcast that I'm already doing. Just trying to get my name out there. Guys, help me out. Anything will help me out. I do not care. If you would like to donate to the cause, uh, I know everybody's going through a hard time a hard time right now when it comes to the pandemic that we're going through. But if you'd like to help out the cause, because all my content is free, you can donate. Even if it's a dollar, I'll take your dollar. I've been right Writing back everybody personally thanking them for any money that they donate to my podcast. Uh, you can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. All right. I want to get right into this. I know, like I've said before, uh, a lot of this podcast has been coronavirus related. I try every single day. The the first thing that I start looking for is non-coronavirus related stories, and it is difficult. I've been doing show prep for, for some of the greatest and biggest radio shows in Central Florida, and I know what I'm doing. I learned from the very best. One of the best show preppers that I have ever met in my entire lifetime is Stephen Pedrick, who is Pantera. All you guys know who Pantera is. Uh, by far one of the best in-tuned uh, 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 person 
Biden that has the pulse on current events and news stories. He stays on top of it. And I learned so much from him working. I had worked with him before or in the early uh, 2010s, like late 2010 is whenever I started working at the uh, Bubba Radio Network. And that was the first time I had met Pantera. But Pantera is... Uh, by far one of the best like preppers behind the scenes guys that pay attention to details that is Pantera so um, if you want to give him a follow I think he is on Twitter Pantera BTLS so at Pantera BTLS give him a follow but I learned so much from him but uh, back I digress I'm getting back on topic is that I look for non-corona related stories And one of the ones that stood out to me more than anything is because people want to come out and say, well, you know, the media is blowing this out of proportion. Only old people, people that have underlying conditions, they're the only ones that have to worry about this. We can't hold people back because we can't wreck our economy. And you know what? This is one of the stories that I just want to show you. I'm not like... You know, it's not like a big I told you so because that's not what this is about. I want to be able to get news out and let people see the facts because, you know, and and listen, all news media is biased. All news media is biased. And that's why when I read a story, I try to cross-reference it with other news stories to be able to read and see if it is correct or not. Like, for example, my dad watches nothing but Fox News. That's all he watches. And I try to tell him is that you got to watch all the other news media because my dad thinks that Fox News is not biased. And let me tell you, Fox News is very, very biased because, you know, they only do pro-Trump stories. Uh, the only the closest thing that I could come to it is that Tucker Carlson does not like walk the party lines per se, but he still falls into the Fox News narrative. But what I'm trying to say is, is that all news is biased, and that's why I try to do research of everything that I read. Even if it's right, right wing or left wing or, you know, you're a liberal or uh, it's just it's crazy how you have to bring up every time you want to get political about how you view on things. And, And I've said this before. I don't support any political party. I think all politicians are crooked. But I just wanted to throw this news story at you because um, a lot of people are saying, oh, this isn't a big thing. Why are we shutting down the economy? Well, I'm giving you this news story that I heard to show you that this pandemic that we're going through right now can affect anybody. And we unfortunately and and I'm really, really sad about this because I'm a big, big supporter of Leo, law enforcement officers, police, sheriffs, FHP. Listen, I'm not the perfect person, but if I ever get pulled over, I'm going to respect law enforcement, all the Leos out there. And just to show you how this disease, this virus can affect everybody, all walks of life, we lost one of our first responders in South Florida. Relatives say 39-year-old Shannon Bennett took this smile and passion to work with him every day. Now, and, and really, I'm not bringing this up 
job, and I really don't think it makes a big, big difference, is, is from everything that I've read about Bennett, Officer Bennett, he was 39 and very, very young. Hell, I'm 40, and I've heard nothing but, oh, if you're 55 or under, you really don't have to worry about anything. But uh, Officer Bennett was a part of the LGBTQ um, community, and as far and. Maybe I'm going out on a limb, and if I like cross any lines, but I I think he was a gay member of the Leo, uh, the law enforcement officers. But and and I give him credit. I'm not judging him or anything, but I think this adds to the story, in my opinion, because he was a part of a different community. Not only was he law enforcement, but he was a part of the gay community. I could be wrong, but. But if he is, I think that is a wonderful thing. It sucks that we lost him, but it shows that every single community, no matter if it's race, religion, sexual preference, all members can be infected. Now they miss him after his fight with COVID-19 ended Friday when he passed away. He felt bad. He felt like his, his lungs were, were caving in. Darren Bennett tells me he never went a day without talking to his older brother. Now, I am an only child, and one of the things that I regret, well, I really don't have pretty much any control about it, is that I'm an only child. I don't have a brother or a sister. I've got some cousins that I talk to on a few occasions, but I don't have anything. After my parents are gone, I have really nobody. And I can't even imagine how it is to lose one of your brothers. And just the the account that this guy gives is just so heartbreaking. And I know a lot of people are going through this around our, our great country, but it, it's just so hard to hear. He explained not being able to hear from Shannon or see him for days. Like death. Like a part of me is gone. And I'm not going to hear from for a lot more days. Sheriff Gregory Tony said on March 23rd, while on duty, Shannon began feeling sick. The next day, he tested positive for the coronavirus. Darren tells me Shannon was engaged and had plans to get married this December. We're wrecked, man. We're wrecked. I don't, there's no other way to say it. It's broken. But my trust, my hope, my faith is in my Savior, Jesus Christ. So, guys, I'm, I mean, think about this. When you get pulled over, even if you've done anything wrong or maybe they're just pulling you over and they're asking you for something, just show a little bit of respect for the law enforcement officers. I'm, I'm just saying because they're kind of on edge right now because they've got to be involved and, and be around the public and they're doing it. They're not asking any questions. They're showing up for work every single day, serving and protecting the people in their city, their county, or their state. So just be respectful, guys, and and just, you know, deal with them. They might be a little bit pushy. They might be a little bit standoffish, but just be cool. Be cool. They just want to make make sure everything's right. I know a lot of you guys might not respect officers or sheriffs or, or highway patrolmen. Just just be cool. 
everybody will get through this. Shannon's death is the first reported of a law enforcement officer in South Florida. I lost a man in the line of duty and we're probably going to lose another. It's, it's just uncertain right now. Sheriff Tony says Shannon's death has had an impact on the entire department. Just yesterday we were extracting and, and, and helping save 1,200 people. And at the end of that mission, Shannon died. The very end of that mission, he died. I mean, this this sheriff seems really, really cool. I, I can see why he would care so much about his men and why his men work so hard for him because he just feels like this is affecting him on a personal and physical level, and it just shows that he cares. Uh, I, you know, I really don't know much about this sheriff, but uh, everything that I've heard, especially because I get most of my news from Billy Corbin uh, from South Florida, and and that's here. That's how I keep up with stuff down south. Uh, but I've heard nothing but great things about the sheriff down there. And so, there's a direct nexus and a reminder that hey, this can happen to any of us anytime. Jesus never says oops. And so he's very much so in control of all it is. Uh, if you're going to say those type of things, you can't expect me not to give my opinion on this. And I know a lot of you guys probably get turned off when I bring this up. Is if, if God is so in control of everything, why would he have let this happen? God is supposed to be almighty. He's the creator and controller of everything that you can think of. So if he is there, if God has a plan and we worship on a, him on a daily basis and mark out to him and tell him how great he is, why would he let something like this happen to us right now? Why would he take your brother away from you that fought hard, served the community, protected the weak and less un, or less fortunate? So what I'm saying is, is like, I, I agree. There is something. There is a higher power out there. But how can you bring up God in this type of moment and say that he has a plan if we're going through what we're going through right now? And I know this is going to piss off a lot of people, but it's just I'm a very, very logical and I use common sense. I'm a very logical person. And if you're going to bring religion into this and say that God has a plan for you and he's going to protect you from this and God God is almighty and controls everything, then why did this happen in the first place? Um, I'm not surprised by any of it. Uh, again, I'm grieved by it. I implore everyone in the community to please take this more serious than they have. Stay home. Now, changing gears here for a second, one of the guys that I've always had nothing but respect for was Dr. Drew Pinsky. Yes, uh, the reason that I got turned on to Dr. Drew was because I uh, one of the overnight shows at Real Radio 104.1, which was one of the heritage stations that I cut my my teeth on they do they used to do love lines and it was adam carolla and dr drew and i always thought dr drew was a level-headed type doctor that had the pulse on what's going on 
in in current events and the pulse of uh, of America, the young generation, and and still kept some respect in the medical community with his opinions. But uh, Doctor Drew has taken a lot of flack because in the past month, month and a half, he was basically telling everybody that would listen that we should not really take too much credence on how serious the coronavirus could be. Virulent than the flu. So it's a reminder that you're more likely to die of influenza. So go ahead and get your flu shot. Now, that excuse of it not being worse than the flu, the flu kills more people than the coronavirus. That was the staple. That was the staple of the right wing that they were using to protect Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump, when he first came out, listen, I support and I want our president to do the best that he can. But you cannot deny that Trump did not take this seriously at the beginning of this whole thing. And 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 Dr. Drew was kind of on that bandwagon. He was a part of that media part that was like telling you, oh, this is being blown out of proportion because of the media. And now come to find out all these words, all this audio that is coming back from many of the media appearances that Dr. Drew would make on all the 24-hour news networks, even the national news he was appearing on. So the audio that you're hearing is all the comments that Dr. Drew was making saying that this coronavirus should not be taken seriously. Smile. Doesn't hurt anybody. That should be the headline. Way less serious than influenza. That's the headline. And the thing about this is in today's media, why if you're a broadcaster, you have to watch what you say is because everything is being recorded. Everything you say is potentially something that can come back and bite yourself in the ass. That is everything. That is the media. This is the culture that we're living in right now. These media guys, these uh, talk show hosts, radio hosts, whatever you want to talk about it is that everything is on file now. You know what the 2% lethality thing is you have there? Are you talking about the coronavirus thing? It's less than 2%. It's like 0.02%. Less dangerous than influenza. Less dangerous than influenza. Um, your probability of dying of coronavirus much higher being hit by an asteroid, I would say. Well, I've been following this whole news story uh, for the past uh, two months. I was following even as early as late January, but I've not seen anybody die from an asteroid here on Earth, Dr. Drew. So you might want to stop taking definitive statements and adding them to your opinion, your medical opinion, and this would not happen because, like I said, let's go back. Everything is on tape now. In the society we live in, with the internet, with the 24-hour news media, no matter what you say, if you're wrong, it's going to come back to haunt you. The flu virus in this country is vastly more consequential, and nobody is talking about this. Well, Dr. Drew, let me stop you right there. We have a vaccine for the common flu, for the flu, the seasonal flu that all Americans have to deal with. Yes. Or is it a perfect? No, it's not. Not perfect. It covers in between 50 to 60 percent of the people that get the flu shot. Those other people, they're just shut out of luck right now. But if we had a vaccine, this would not be as bad as it is right now. We were not prepared. There have been other, there's been numerous amounts of 
previous coronaviruses. I think we're on number 19 right now. It just shows you how many we've had. I think Dr. Drew brings this up in, in this news clip. But what I'm saying is, is that if we had a virus, things would be different. So I don't know why you guys were not taking this seriously in the first place. Is it the most deadly virus we've ever dealt with? No, it's not. The reason why this virus is so bad is because it, it spreads so easily. It can it can live on, on surfaces. You can pick it up that way. If anybody's coughing or sneezing, you can get it. Uh, if you're in a small enclosure with somebody, you can get it. I've even read news stories that go as far as saying that somebody breathing or talking near you could infect you. And the other thing is, is that you could be walking around for five to eight days spreading it to other people, not even knowing that you even have it. So what I'm saying is that you're infecting all these people before you even know yourself is infected from the disease. Corona thing doesn't worry me it is, at all. It is a press-induced panic. I am angry about <clears throat> it. It is the flu. If you're under 65 and you get it, you're going to have the flu. And you're going to be fine. Oh my it's God. going to be just like the flu. It's going to be almost identical. Oh I, I can see it God. coming. I wonder if these news clips, Dr. Drew, while he's trying to go to sleep every single night, is hearing these news clips haunting his dreams. Even those twilight rim sleeps that you're supposed to get to stay healthy on as a human being. I wonder if these news clips are playing back in his head every single night as he lays his head down on the pillow next to his wife. Go to the movies. Why do you think like the, the NBA now discussing the idea of playing without fans? And UCLA today announcing that their sports are going to be without fans. I, I, think that's a, I think that's a mistake. Think about this, guys. How bad this pandemic would be here in the United States. Our country per capita has more diversity when it comes to professional athletes, professional sports. Think of how bad and how quickly this whole disease could have been spread around the community of the United States if all the major professional athletes and, and leagues here in the United States would not have shut down immediately. Think of how bad this virus, this pandemic could have been if our leaders of our great sports uh, leagues wouldn't have stepped in and said, shut it down. We're not doing anything. Have you noticed yeah. less people out on the streets? Oh, absolutely. The less people in, in the trains, for sure. Well, they, they told them, uh, de Blasio told them not to ride the trains. And right. So they're not riding the trains. And and so I am. <laughs> I mean, it's, just, it's ridiculous. Now, I'm not talking about this story because I think his life is any more important than anybody that has died from this pandemic, uh, the coronavirus. But it's just one of those stories that kind of stands out that became a part of current events, social media, pop culture. But there was a bus driver out of Detroit that had been a bus driver for, I think, almost 20 years and had a problem with one of his passengers that it came on the bus. And he told the woman on several occasions to cover her mouth because she came on the bus. She was coughing and she was not being considerate one bit. She was not even making an attempt at covering her mouth when she was coughing. And the guy made a pretty big scene off of it. So I guess after, from what I've seen and what I've read so far, when he got off of his shift, 
he ended ended up doing a Facebook Live video on Facebook.com, and he kind of yeah, voiced his opinion, kind of ranted about this woman not covering her mouth. And this particular bus driver ended get it ended up getting fired from his position for the tirade that he put up put out on Facebook Live. So now three days later, after this guy was fired, ended up getting sick with the coronavirus, and then after I think four days, four to five days. Ended up dying. He ended up dying because his lungs filled up and he could not breathe anymore, which is the case for a lot of the people that have had underlying issues and stuff like that. They've been getting sick. So this guy died. This guy died after being fired for worried, being worried about his his profession and the job that he had to show up and do every single day. And he got fired because he voiced his opinion and then ended up dying because of the concern he had in the first place. And it's just one of those stories I wanted to share with you guys. So here it is. It's with Anderson Cooper. Bus drivers are on the front lines of this pandemic every day, doing their jobs courageously and unfailingly in the face of what's going on. Among them, a man named Jason Hargrove. He was 50 years old. He was a bus driver in Detroit. On March 21st, he was driving the city bus when a woman got on and coughed multiple times, not even trying to cover her mouth, according to him. In a Facebook Live post that went viral, Hargrove laid out his frustration that people are not being more cautious in the midst of this pandemic. Listen to what he said. Hey, look, listen, man, let me say something. You can already tell from this guy, he's been concerned about this for a really, really long time. And goddamn, he sounds like he might have the virus already with the way he's clearing his throat. But I know allergies have been bad, and that's most likely what it was. But I, I this guy, just looking at him, he seemed like the normal, everyday Average American citizen, blue collar, out there busting his ass every single day to provide for his family. No matter how big it is, he's going to die. He's going to give every blood, sweat, and tear he has left in his body until the day he dies to take care of his wife and his children. This coronavirus is for real. And we out here as public workers doing our job, trying to make an honest living. I'm sorry, guys. I still think America is by far the greatest country in the whole wide world. On Earth, our planet, America, is still the only sole superpower. We might be coming back from that a little bit after this, but America, we do not care. We are the most inconsiderate people in the whole wide world. We've not been washing our hands. We've been shaking hands. We've been hugging. We've not been anything, but we've not even cared about social distancing at all. So what I'm trying to say is that I'm not shocked that we have not had it worse than what we have right now, especially like, listen, I know China has a billion and a half people and we've only got like uh, 350 million, but our cities, the uh, central ones like uh, New York, L.A., Chicago, 
those are pretty, pretty big, highly densely populated areas. So I'm not shocked that those places are having a hard time right now. So, um, but I'm just saying, these people that are working, the people that we take granted on daily basis, we don't think about how they're exposed to so many different people on a daily basis. We take care of our families. But for you to get on the bus and stand on the bus and cough several times without covering up your mouth. Now, I've said this on previous uh, podcasts. That's a clean shoe. Now, do you automatically get to draw down on the person coughing that's near you and they're not covering their mouth? No, 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 no. That's definitely not a clean shoe. But if you give them fair warning and tell them, you know, show your hands, show your hands, or, you know, not show your hands, but show your hands if you're not coughing or sneezing. Show your hands if you're not coughing or sneezing. That's how it should go down. You got to give them a little bit of a warning, but if they continue with that behavior and still keep creeping into your personal space, I think that's a clean shoot, man, because they are carrying personally could be carrying a deadly weapon. So if you give them fair warning and they still keep coughing in your personal space, I think that's a clean shoot all day if you're a concealed carry permit here in the state of Florida. And you know that we in the middle of a pandemic. That lets that 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 lets me know that some folks don't care. Utterly don't give a f- excuse my language. But that's how I feel right about now. You know, now that I, because when I pull this audio, guys, I'm actually looking at the video. But now that I'm listening back to this audio, he sounds like Michael Clark Duncan from the Green Mile just explaining about how inconsiderate people that are being passengers on his bus that don't even have the courtesy to cover up their mouth while they're coughing in this pandemic. You, how do we know that? this woman that was being inconsiderate isn't the person that killed this bus driver. The person that was not covering their mouth, which is not a hard thing to do. You could have killed this bus driver who sounds like Michael Clark Duncan from the Green Mile. Who can hate Michael Clark Duncan? This guy is a sweetheart. A lot of people love every single role that Michael Clark Duncan was in. Maybe besides, uh, Daredevil. Yes, Daredevil where he played Kingpin. Maybe I'll let you slide on that. Maybe not liking Michael Clark Duncan, but in the Green Mile, he was a gentle giant. He took people's diseases away. Then he coughed out a uh, whole like plague of flies and I don't even know what the fuck it is, but I could I yes, the guy sounds like Michael Clark Duncan. For a grown person in her late 50s, early 60s, to stand on the bus and cough four and five times without covering up your mouth. And you know we in the midst of a mother crisis with this coronavirus. I am pissed the 
See, and now this guy had those concerns that he posted this Facebook Live post and probably knew before he even hit send or started this live stream, he knew that the possibilities of him losing his job was up there. He 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 probably knew he was going to lose his job when he posted this video, and he really didn't give a fuck. He was so fed up with the working conditions that he was having to be put in. And he posted this video and and now come to find out his concerns were well warranted because the man died of the coronavirus. And it could have been that woman. How do we know? We will we'll never be able to determine who gave it to him. But the possibilities of that woman that got on the bus and couldn't, you know, you waste the time of day who could not afford the time of day to be able to cover her mouth just for a second while she was coughing. She could have infected this bus driver and he is dead now just because somebody was too lazy not to follow the rules. I ain't blaming Nobody. I ain't blaming nobody but the woman that did that. I ain't putting the I ain't putting the fault on nobody else. Now, listen, I love this guy. I'm not going to say that he said fart, but I, I'm almost sure that he was trying to say fault and he was so worked up and it sounded like fart. I ain't putting the fault on nobody else. Damn, it does sound like he's saying fart, but I'm giving the guy benefit of the doubt and he was definitely going for fault. For us to get through this and get over this, man, y'all need to take this I mean, for real, that is the quote. Everything, the Trump administration is looking for something to calm down the people. A quote. You know how much uh, Fauci and the other doctor likes bringing up graphs? What if they just brought up, even Pence holds up the graphs, the little thing talking about the original 15 days of social distancing? Yes. So what I'm trying to say is that if they had a graph up there, it would the letters with the quote in quotation marks saying, man, y'all need to start taking this shit seriously. Man, y'all need to take this so I don't know if you guys have heard about this uh, naval captain, the one that was in control of the aircraft carrier, where a lot of our Navy uh, seamen, I think that's what you call them. I, it always sounds weird to call somebody that fights in their services seamen, but uh, they had an outbreak of the coronavirus. And I guess this captain, the guy that was in charge of this whole aircraft carrier. Yes. Now, let me start off by saying that I do agree there's a chain of command that goes into the service. You're not supposed to go public with things. You're supposed to send it up the line and see what gets done. But do I think that this Navy captain, the guy that was in control of this aircraft carrier, did anything wrong? Yes, technically, he did do something wrong. But it showed to me that he had been trying he had been trying. I mean, this could be a political thing. He could be a Democrat, and he did this just to make Trump look bad. I'm not saying that's the case, but what I'm trying to say is is that from what I've seen is that this captain cared more about his men, the men 
I think one of the most important things that you can 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 cherish the most, the most important thing to a leader, uh, a general, a captain, whatever it may be in the armed service, their most important objective is the safety of their men, that their men came come home. Yes, they send their men into battle and they're a risk, but it, when it comes down to it, the guy is concerned in giving his soldiers, his fighters, the best chance of coming back back alive. So him going and breaking protocol by going public with this shows me that he didn't really care if he lost his job. He didn't care if he got fired. He only cared about the safety of his men, the ones that he was uh, responsible for. So he broke protocol. He ended up getting let go. And and maybe he could have saved a lot of his men because, uh, you know, everybody, you know, jumped on board and took care of this situation with this outbreak on this aircraft carrier and now things got done and this guy ended up getting fired and they got video they have audio and video of this captain taking his bags and leaving his aircraft carrier that he's been in command of for however long he's walking off and this is what the men under him serving him had to say If you were not watching this and you were only listening to the audio, you would swear to God that you were listening to a Premier League match and it's a bunch of soccer hooligans rooting on their favorite player of all time walking off the pitch after getting a red card from the official. That's exactly how it sounds. This is how much this captain that let go, that was let go from his post, this is how much his men loved him and they cherish and they are appreciative of him going out of his norm. He didn't care about his job or his position. He only cared about the safety of his men. And like I said, this could be politically motivated. I would not be shocked. Nothing surprises me anymore about any story that is reported nowadays. It could be politically motivated, but from my viewpoint and from what I've seen so far is this guy cared about his men. I just thought it was really, really cool because it showed that his men loved him. And the reason why you want soldiers, you want seamen, uh, people in the Air Force, no matter the grunts, the guys that get the job done, the ones that do the dirty work, if you can get your men to love you the way it sounded that this captain's men uh, loved him, I think you could get them to do anything. They would run through a goddamn brick wall without any padding, without a helmet. They would do it for you. They would die for this captain, and they're appreciative of what this captain did for him, for them. You know, he didn't have to do that. He could have been one of those captains that did not want to step out of the line, did not want to break protocol. He did it because he loved his men, and his only concern was for their well-being. It's a lockdown. Right, people. Listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right now. Come off it. We're not in a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit and no fucking redemption. Right, people, nobody move, right? Nobody move. Nobody gets fucking truncheoned in the face. This is a lockdown, right? 
What that means is this office is now an isolation unit. Do not use the phone. So, yes, you heard that correct. We have been in a lockdown here in the state of Florida since Thursday night at midnight. Not Wednesday going into Thursday, but I guess Thursday going into Friday. So it might be Friday at midnight. Who knows? I get confused with all the semantics. But uh, from what I've seen so far, I've gone out one time and I've not seen a difference. People just seem like they are telling this governor of the state of Florida to just suck their dicks because they don't give a damn. I've seen just as much traffic the one time that I've been out. And not only, I live on the intercoastal here at the Hobo Fish Camp. I live on the intercoastal and I live maybe 30 to 40 feet from the water. So I go out there and fish and a lot of people, when I post this video were like, whoa, you're out. Yes, I've not gone anywhere, but Jesus almighty, the other night, Friday night, I've not seen as many shrimpers on the water going out trying to catch shrimp on a Friday night. And yes, they are kind of socially separated from each other, but some of these boats had up to four or five people, which is just, if one person has it, every person on that boat has it. And then from the post I had put it up, put up on my Twitter, people would say, well, fishing is essential. You need to eat. Well, you know what? Maybe fishing. I could see fishing, but... Uh, uh, I don't know if you've been over here, but the shrimp that you can catch here in Oak Hill in the Mosquito Lagoon, the Indian River, whatever you want to call it, you got to catch a shit ton of shrimp just to get a meal. Now, me fishing off the seawall, that's fine and dandy in my opinion, because if I catch a fish, I can make a sandwich. I can make a couple of sandwiches for myself, my mom or my dad. It's one less time we have to go out. But those people that are out shrimping at the moment... Yes, they maybe could have went from their house, but they most likely, I would say maybe half of them or even more had to stop somewhere, pick gas in the boat, get supplies, because a lot of these people are out there for a while. And yes, their main uh, goal is to catch shrimp, but most of the times it's out there to be a party type atmospheric uh, place. So people are getting food. So you're not only are you gassing up, you're stopping at the store, you're picking up your friend. Uh, um, that's not what this whole lockdown is supposed to be about. And I think with us being a couple of weeks behind from like a New York or Chicago or L.A. or Detroit, we're going to see our death toll skyrocket. Yes, we might not have as many infected from a New York or a Los Angeles or Detroit or Chicago. But ratio wise, from the amount of infected that we have to the amount of people die with our elderly population here, you could see the percentage when it comes to death toll being higher here in Florida than anywhere in the United States of America. This is extremely scary and this is extremely serious and we will not tolerate it in Seminole County. So in Seminole County, which is here in Orlando and Central Florida, it's just right outside of Orange County. Uh, Seminole County butts up right to Orange County around uh, Altamont. I think Altamont is considered Seminole County, but when, once you get into Mayland, Mayland might even still be a part of Seminole County, but that is the uh, breaking off point, and then you get into Orange County. But what I'm saying is there 
having a problem because they have documented everybody that has been infected and confirmed cases of the coronavirus. They've been keeping up with those people, calling them on a daily basis just to check on them, make sure that they're not leaving. And on a couple of occasions, I think up to four or five of these infected patients in Seminole County were dumb enough because they needed supplies and they were selfish. They went out shopping when they knew. They knew for sure that they were infected, but they did not give one flying fuck. And they went out and they endangered everybody. Me, you, and the rest of the people in the community of Seminole County. And I think these people should be held accountable. I think if anybody gets sick and they can prove that these people irresponsibly went out to public, went, well, went out to publics, in the public, knowing that they were infected with this disease, should be held guilty of manslaughter. I know it's tough, but these people went out knowing the chances, and they deserve to be put away. Seminole County's Office of Emergency Management Chief Administrator Alan Harris saying of the 168 positive COVID-19 patients as of Friday evening, five of them have left their homes for reasons not allowed by current health guidelines. Listen, I know a lot of people went through the Holocaust uh, when Germany and Hitler was uh, thought they were crazy enough to pop off and try to take off, uh, take over the world and, you know, kill about six million Jews. Um, I, I know we're kind of careful about pitting people in camps or pitting them away, but I have no problem with these people that are being assholes, knowing that they're infected and going out in public. Give them one shot. If they get caught purposely going out into public, knowing that they're infected with a virus that is highly, more highly contagious than any of these pandemics that we've seen before. Yes, this virus is not as deadly as previous pandemics, but none of them has been able to spread as easily easily and, and undercover like this coronavirus has. Your papers. The county says five COVID-19 patients left their homes for non-medical related reasons. Our intelligence unit at the EOC calls these individuals every day. And unfortunately, sometimes they don't pick up. And when they return the call, they said, they have said, I've been running errands. Now, the bad thing about this is that you can't throw somebody in jail that is infected with the coronavirus because your whole jail system, your whole penal institution would fall and crumble to the ground like Rome on fire. But yes, it would be a bad idea. But once these people get healthy, they need to go directly to their house, pit the cuffs on them, and make them do the perp walk all the way into the jail as being somebody that was inconsiderate and was nothing but an asshole and went shopping while they were full-blown had the coronavirus. I've been out in the field. Uh, I went to the grocery store. Seminole County also releasing a heat map showing the areas with the most COVID-19 cases, including Oviedo, Lake Mary, and Altamont Springs. And Seminole County says anyone who violates this order could face a $500 fine. Oh boy, oh wow, don't bust me up with your $500 fine. These people are hungry and they're stupid and they don't give a fuck and they're gonna go out and they don't give a damn of who they infect with this coronavirus. So $500 is a drop in the bucket. All right, guys, well, I hope you like today's podcast 
podcast. If you want to check out my website, go to Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my video content, you can do that by going to TuttleTV.com. Make sure you subscribe and hit the little bell button so you're alerted anytime I go live or I put up any new content. If you'd like to donate to the cause, uh, throw a buck my way, I don't care. I'll be appreciative of anything you donate. You can do that by going to my PayPal account, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And if you'd like to email me questions or comments, you can do that. I try to reply to everybody because I don't have much going on, guys. Take care of my parents, do this podcast, return emails and tweets and Facebook posts. That's all I've been doing, man. So reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe I'll read your email on the uh, podcast. All right, guys, have a good day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.